Beautiful afternoon tomorrow. Then partly sunny, still nice. And a few degrees warmer, more humid, but not by much. Thursday and Friday. Overnight lows with a clear sky will drop to 40s and 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, sunshine with the high going to the lower to mid-70s. Partly sunny Thursday, Friday, each day's highs into the mid-70s. Hurricane Ada roars inland across Nicaragua, expecting to exit Central America and get back in the Caribbean over the next couple of days. We'll watch it. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Think about everything that you save. You save gas, you save money, you save time. But have you ever thought about saving life? That's right, life. In just one hour, you could save up to three lives, giving three people more time with the ones they love. And isn't that the best thing to save? The need for blood is as universal as it is constant. Save life, give blood. Welcome back. Hello, welcome to you. It's the food show. Only in New Orleans could a show like this be. You've been told that a longer times. Yeah. Huh? For 32 years. 32 years? All busted right in there. Or do you agree? It's coming up on 33 years. 33. Like two and a, 32 and a half years is what we're yeah. at. Yeah. But we're still at it. Yes, we and are. We're, we're looking at uh, the numbers as they go that way and the numbers that go that way. And uh, it seems, uh, yeah. (laughs) And Marianne Fitzmaurice. Uh huh. That's them. Hi. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're ready to talk food with you. If you want to call us, five five six nine six nine six is the number. We would love to talk to you about anything having to do with food. Tom, why don't you go Mm. ahead and give him your little plea? If you've ever had anything that you've ever eaten, call Mm. me. The the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in my life was in something or other, uh, a menu whose details, I didn't get the details. And it was at a restaurant in, uh, no, uh, in the northern uh, uh, area of France, uh, in the uh, six, uh, sorry about the, the, all the exact locations, but... Uh, it was near the top of the the that part of the of France, and uh, the guy who uh, was bringing me a lunch and a dinner, he did both of them in one day. He uh, kept telling me that uh, he had been in New Orleans and was very impressed by it, and then he started telling us lots of things uh, by France and what they were doing. And it was astonishing, and the food that kept coming to the table, every new plate was more exotic and exotic too, uh, as I could uh, even suck it all in. You know, it was just all there and fantastic. That's the most impressive food I've ever eaten in my life. That would, to was care. Was that L'Auberge de Soleil? L'Auberge de Soleil is exactly right. L'Auberge de Soleil. Very good, very the, good. Um, um, what's the region? Um, I'll have to think about it. Yeah, and we had a, a Domage. It's a mountainous region. What? Uh, we, our, our version of Domage de Folet. Uh, when, Auberge de Soleil. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. And we wound up here for a while. The, the, the uh, chefs involved in this, uh, what they were doing was um, 
making themselves set up like uh, superstars. And, and really, they were in the place where they left. But it was a lot different from the way we do menus around here. Tom, guess what today is? Uh, it's a favorite day for me. Oh, well, uh, this ought to be good. It's Club Sandwich Day. Club Sandwich. Ah, I love what, uh, what things are in They're there? They're not easy to find. They're easy to find. Yeah. But a good one is not so easy to find. Hmm. And I'm glad that we seem to have shied away from the gourmet club sandwich. Or wait, it's not, it's not a club sandwich that they're doing that with. It's the BLT. The BLT. The simple BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich, has been bastardized in a gourmet way, which is not a bad thing. There's, you know, yeah, the crab meat that- BLT. There's fried green tomato BLT. There's lobster BLT. There's all these different kind of BLTs. I'm glad no one's doing that with the club sandwich. The club sandwich is the pillar of traditionalism to me. (laughs) Nice phrase. I I see you have it on your cartoon here. uh, Let's see. Porter Luke is my reigning favorite. Has been for a long time, but... I had a really great one the other night, which is right up there with Porter and Luke. It is Mm -hmm. the club sandwich at Five Girls, which is the new restaurant. All these girls? In the old space that was Krabby Shack, owned by Keith and Linda Young. It is uh, still feeling itself around a little bit. It started out as a breakfast lunch place, closing at 2 and is now changed into a lunch and dinner place, and breakfast is served on weekends. But we love this place. We love it. Mm-hmm. It is, um, well, I mean, it, his food is great. It's it's really, really good. Well, it's impressed me just enough. Yeah. I mean, best red beans. Never seen. I've said that before, best red beans. Um, and the clubs, and every time I and go we, we we go like once a week and we go once a week because every time i go i see something that i either haven't had or have had but want so then i have to return the next week to get whatever it is and it just keeps going on and on and on and on so the first time we went at night i got the red beans and then i decided i have to go back and try the butter beans then i saw the club sandwich and i said how to go back for that so we went and got that. So club sandwich, my two favorites currently are uh, Porter and Luke, followed closely, closely by five girls in Madisonville. I think Martin's Wine Cellar, wine cellar? has a very nice club. It's called the Executive Club. I've, I haven't been there. A club you know, and an executive club, and the executive club's the one yeah. to get. Hmm? I, I haven't been there in, in years. Yeah. Uh, no reason against them. They're, they've always had a great, great house. And uh, it was a different kind of a restaurant at a time that that hadn't been invented before. Yeah, right. Before. That's right. Yeah, uh, that deli and, was in place before most people were doing it. True. Yeah. And uh, so uh, you'd go over there for a, like somewhere between a bistro or a uh, just like fun candy bar or you know some uh, that's kind of a foolish one but uh you know Allie said that Allie? she oh yeah, yeah Allie, she's the boss <clears throat> tom's girlfriend um <laughs> i love to tease tom about about Allie, but uh if only you get her name right tom stop calling her ali but uh she's she's cute enough to just let that slide so 
she was talking a couple of weeks ago about a date night that she and her husband had at some special wine dinner or something at Martin Wine Cellar. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't picture a place like Martin Wine Cellar, which is basically a deli with wood tables and chairs and not much in the way of ambiance. Hmm. I mean, because after all, it's a store, you know. Uh, but she said it was really, it was really nice. So maybe we'll look to do one of those. Mm-hmm. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We would love to talk to you if you want to talk to us. We're going to go ahead and take a break a little bit early, Henry, because I need to cough. We'll be right back. All right. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousins Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to ParishCoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Island too. Before we go back to the show show, I want to talk about Norjo, which is a delightful little place on Frisco Avenue, right by the railroad tracks as they cross Metairie Road. You can't miss it. It's got the red, white, and green flag of Italy out there and usually some kind of promotion like the guy who owns it now is not nor Joe nor was for Norma and Joe was for Joe Uh, the original owners of the place um, Joe came from Murray's cheese shop in New York it was a great place for imported things it is still a great place for imported things even though the owner has changed his name is Mark and he has got some ideas about him He's got the Muffalata Festival that he started. He's got a lot more interactive things at Norjo's. If you haven't been there, you are overdue to go. They have a pasta, like a cheese wheel that they're crafting things in the corner, and they have someone at that station. They have Uh, a more extensive menu of sandwiches and things like that, although this is the best place for a muffalata on the South Shore. What? Whereabouts is this? Norjo on Frisco Avenue. Norjo is what? Railroad tracks, yes. Norjo, I know. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, for quite a while, and and then they have a second restaurant. They have a lot of great, no, no, just one. They have a great uh, assortment of real olive oils, like the good kind, because now I'm... I'm, I've been reading this book, and it explains the difference between real olive oils and the ones in the supermarket, which are apparently a pale comparison to the real ones. So if you want a real one, go to Norjo's, because uh, they have that and a lot of other very cool imported kinds of things. It's just a fun little place to go look and see what they have. Mm-hmm. They also have someone doing some Italian pastries. So if you're looking for... Uh, Cookies like you see at Bricados or other kinds of treats like that cannelloni, uh, not cannelloni. Um, mm-hmm. Oh wait, what's the what's it's the c word? 
it's the C word and I cannot think of it for some reason, but it's, um, it's got the, uh, mascarpone cheese. And oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Oh <coughs> Pala- it starts Henry, with a P. What is that? Do you know? It's, uh, it, it's a treat. Pipaluni or something it's like It's a treat, and I'm just drawing a total blank on it, but I'll probably think of it, and I'll blurt it out in the middle of talking about something else. Uh, cannoli. 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 Yay! Okay. Yes, a cannoli. They have uh, homemade... <laughs> Thank you, Henry. Uh, cannoli. Uh, there. Cannoli. They're, doing, they're doing a lot of homemade stuff Four there different that they were flavors. not doing before. So you should go and check them out. They have the Lindy, which is a delicious meatball sub. And of course, that fantastic muffalata. The name of the place is Norjo's Importing mm-hmm. Company on Frisco Avenue, 505 Frisco in Metairie. They close at 530. You can call them at 833-9240. Look them up online. You'll see a close-up of the delicious muffalata there. There's no other uh, way to do them than the delicious and even more so. I say keep them room temperature. Don't heat them up. Okay. That personal uh, yes. thought about it. Yes, I think you've sold a few people, maybe a handful of people on that, Tom, but for the most it's part, much better. this is a hot muffalata kind of town. 5569696 is the number, but back to club sandwiches you have in your almanac today. As most people know it, a club sandwich is a double-decker sandwich. Three slices of roast toasted bread, interleaved mm-hmm. with ro- sliced turkey, bacon, lettuce, tomatoes, and mayonnaise. It's been popular for at least 100 years. Really? Appearing in a Good Housekeeping Cookbook in 1903. Hmm. 1903. Wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Okay. I I went down a bad... uh, Okay. For uh, something so simple, the club sandwich has generated a controversy. Was it originally a double-decker? James Beard and that good housekeeping cookbook say no. Beard also insists that the original was made with chicken, not turkey, and that there's enough of a flavor difference there for that to be important. Early recipes also say that the bread should be buttered. The most often cited origin story is that the club sandwich was invented at a casino resort in Saratoga, New York. If so, Saratoga. 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 Is this the Ardle? Uh, uh, it's also story? where the potato chips came. The from. potato chips. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Listen to this, folks. This yes. is really unusual. If so, then it should always be accompanied by potato chips, which certainly were created in Saratoga. In recent years, many sandwich makers have enhanced the classic recipe or changed it entirely. Martin Wine Cellar's Executive Club sandwich adds grilled ham to the standard ingredients. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I've had them and I I'm not sure either. That. We've but also seen clubs made with many other meats and even such things as soft shell crabs. One element that never changes, a club sandwich, no matter how creative, always includes bacon. It's a good sandwich anyway, and it comes with built-in toothpicks. <laughs> Interesting. Ugh, the idea of a toothpick is just so unappealing to me. Uh, the thing that I don't like about a club sandwich, and the way I eat a club sandwich is yeah. I eat around it. Around it? Mm-hmm. I eat <clears throat> around it. Like, it's, it's usually, you know, thickest in the middle, and it thins out toward the edges. 
So I'll either take the club sandwich, and if I'm not going to mess it up too much, I'll sort of move the meat around to make it a little less um, thick in one area and make it a little more even around. But I usually will wind up eating sort of the corners off of it and going around and around rather than just eating it because I, I really don't want to dislodge my mouth because you really can't do that sometimes with a sandwich that's really, really big. I don't usually open my mouth that wide for sandwiches, be it a club or a gigantic burger or the hot chicken sandwich with a big pile of coleslaw. If it's really, really, really big to put in your mouth, I just kind of... I just kind of work around it, kind of eat my way to the middle of it. Yeah. Well, that's, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not the folks? only one. <laughs> five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We have, um, we have Stan coming up at three o'clock today. He's going to be calling in from Las Vegas where he has been working hard at his new project, his first Who? project, Stan Meadows. Dan Meadows. No, not Dan. Stan no. Meadows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, who was investigating the best uh, shrimp cocktail. Having found mm. out, he's not just traveling. He's, he's doing a lot of culinary investigation out there. Uh, he has found out that the shrimp cocktail, according to popular lore was invented in Las Vegas. Hmm. So he has sought out the best shrimp cocktail in Las Vegas. Hmm. And <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> and These um, things happen. Yeah, and he has pretty much stayed away from the newer glitzier, bigger Las Vegas mm -hmm. and gone more toward the original like pre-Sands days of Las Vegas where, you know, the Golden Nugget and those old casinos because that's where it really was invented. So he's, he's finished with that project. He's given that to, I forget who he gave it to, the crown for the, the shrimp cocktail. And now he is investigating gangster hangouts. Good choice. Yeah. So we'll get a report from Stan Meadows about uh, what, what has happened in Las Vegas in various gangster hangouts back hmm. in the day. Well, what would that be? I don't know. We're going to find out. Oh. We have to wait. It's a cliffhanger, <clears throat> the edge of your seat. You'll have to just wait until 3 o'clock to find out Could what be. it is. Yes. It's the food Tommy show. Edible Dictionary. We talk about food here and things that go with food. And, you know, could be cooking, could be drinking, eating. You know, all of it's here. You're always welcome. And uh, you had a good roast beef poor boy a little while. Yeah, ago. I did, but yes, not everybody did. has had it yet. So uh, I had a devastating thing happen today. Was, oh, yes, it was. I was already in a bad mood. It's a devastating thing. Oh, what is it? We have this, or have had, over the many years that Tom has been doing this. A lot of stuff has come our way. You know hey, look at this news, something or another, try it out and let us know what you think of it. So I think this is how we got it. It was a little Pyrex, or maybe we got it as a wedding present. I'm not even sure. Maybe we got it as a wedding present. But it was a little small saucepan 
saucepan is like a frying <laughs> Sounds pan. Sounds like right? a cook. Maybe, no, it's not, it was a saucepan. Yeah, it's a yeah. little small glass Pyrex saucepan that I absolutely loved because the handle, for some inexplicable reason, was never hot. So you could pick it up and not even worry about that. And it had become my teapot. Hmm. And I had it on the burner, and I would just fill it with water and put some tea bags in there, and that was kind of how I kept tea going in the house. And today, mm. I picked it up, and it slipped out of my hand, and it fell on an actual saucepan, not saucepan, frying pan, at just the right angle and shattered. So now oh. I'm going to have to go find another Pyrex. I don't even know if they make them anymore. I'm going to have to look at their website and see if they make them. They must still make them because it's such a good product. I mean, you know, it's picking up something that's hot and not having to worry about it. There was a time when Tom was warming his coffee in this thing. And it's kind of amazing that we didn't have to give up the little the little saucepan a year ago because... When the microwave broke, I convinced Tom to warm his his uh, coffee in, because he drinks coffee like all day long, which I think is not all that unusual. There are people who drink 12 cups of coffee a day. But uh, Tom would warm his coffee in this little saucepan. Mm-hmm. And, and then he would, I don't even know how you got it to be this gross, Tom, but you would either put the milk in it or it had coffee grounds. But anyway, it, it had this this shell on it. It had a a crusty shell in the inside. And I never could figure out how you did that, but it was a little bit fascinating to me that you had done it. And there were times when I would try to clean it and I would just sort of chip away with it, sort of like a an, like a like a sculptor was was chipping away at a piece of marble. And I got it kind of semi-clean at one point. But somehow or another, we we finally got a microwave. And then Tom went back to warming his coffee in the microwave. And then I took that for a tea saucepan. But I had to really, really excavate the pan from the crust and then really scrub it. And I've loved it for a year now. And now it's gone. Oh, no. It's it's very sad. It's it's a tragic happening here at the Fitzmaurice house. Oh, no. Yeah, but these things happen. I'll have to look into this. Tom, your deaf dining rule number 361 today is the last bite of a well-made sandwich will still include all of the main ingredients between the bread in the last bite. That's exactly what I'm talking about with a club sandwich. That is not often true. But I do usually perform a little adjustment on sandwiches that are very big. And then I make them last by going to the edges of the corners. Crazier things have been done. sandwiches, you know we haven't talked about in a long time? About what? Good old finger sandwiches. Finger sandwiches, is that what you said? finger (laughs) sandwiches. What what uh, what is everybody loves finger sandwiches, or you wouldn't see them as often as you do. Remember when I was on a, a making of finger sandwich kick? I would get white bread. The kids were around, so mm-hmm. I would make like a whole tray of finger sandwiches, and I would just keep them in the refrigerator. When somebody got hungry, I'd hand them a finger sandwich. Those were good Imagine. old days. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who wouldn't well, love so to have a, lot a tray of, things of going on. sandwiches yeah. in your refrigerator? It sure is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, finger sandwiches are obviously as popular with other people as they are with me because at every event where you have a group of people, you will often see one thing, almost always see the other thing. The thing you will always see is finger sandwiches. And then the thing you might often see, depending on how much money was spent, is a big old pile of um, boiled shrimp. Just a boiled matter of shrimp. waiting. What did a caterer say to you once? There is no limit to the amount of boiled shrimp that will be consumed at a catered event. Yeah, especially if it's shrimp. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That a seems to be the place. But also, I think that's true of finger sandwiches. I don't like when finger sandwiches are gourmet. I think finger sandwiches <laughs> should be simply turkey, ham, roast beef. You will sometimes see cheese. Mm-hmm. Which is fine if you you know want to yeah. get a tray of that. Um, for kids, you have peanut butter and jelly, but egg salad. Then there's the then there's the 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 eggs the salad versions. There's the finger sandwiches with tuna salad and egg salad on it, or chicken salad too. When I see those kind of trays, I I don't I'm not as enticed by them. Not even the chicken salad. I just. Mm. I think, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, ham, turkey, roast beef. Even though the only ones I ever eat are the ham and turkey. You like the roast beef, though, don't you? Mm, what? The roast beef. You you usually go for the roast beef. On Rusty? Roast beef. <laughs> roast sandwiches. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, by the time you <clears throat> respond to that, it'll be <laughs> time for the bottom of the news. So don't worry about it. We are going to break now. It is 2.30. We're going to break for the bottom of the hour news time from the Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back with some more food talk. Stay tuned. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. 2.1 million Louisiana voters turned out the vote for the 2020 presidential election. And while the nation awaits results in six swing states to decide the fate of the next president, Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin is proud of his staff for their timely work. A key factor for prompt results in Louisiana was the ability to begin prepping a record number of absentee ballots in advance. In our parish boards, those with over well over 1,000 started counting early in the morning on Election Day and didn't stop till it was finished. And uh, I just give uh, them a big pat on the back. 55 of the state's 64 parishes approved the November 3rd ballot measure that legalizes sports wagering. Ryan Burney of Louisiana Wind says over 65% of voters statewide voted for the legalization of sports betting. And now it's up to lawmakers and the Gaming Control Board to approve the rules and regulations. It's time to move on on to legalizing sports wagering so we can collect that revenue to fund uh, urgent needs and, and so that people can play like they can in, in other states. LRN. Gee, Sal, you trying to give away our location? Sorry, Frankie. Try walking like a gazelle. Uh, I forgot. Why are we dressed up in Halloween costumes again? My antlers are poking through this hat. Because, Sal, the lottery just put out the word on Halloween jumbo bucks. It's worth up to $30,000. But, Frankie, what does that have to do with us? Don't you get it? We're bucks. Thanks to the lottery, there's a $30,000 price tag on our heads. Play Halloween jumbo bucks from the lottery. Win up to $30,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. 
Seniors, do the Medicare checkup. Get all the Medicare help you are eligible for. Your medical needs change every year. Make sure you're enrolled in the best Medicare plan to cover your doctors and drug costs. Get all the benefits that cover your Medicare costs. To get free enrollment help, contact LouisianaAnswers.com. Call 877-340-9100 or go to LouisianaAnswers.com. Ad produced by the State of Louisiana's Governor's Office of Elderly Affairs with a federal grant from Administration for Community Living. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all of your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid. You'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is that you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge October 17th will be Johnny Sansone, Catahoulis on October 23rd, Sage Against the Machine on October 30th, and Kirk Joseph's Backyard Groove on November 6th. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. Night and day, you are the one. one. Maybe you see. That's enough of that. (laughs) It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you, here talking about food and restaurants and and wine and all those things. Hope you can stay with us and... uh, Tell me about the best eating and cooking that you've ever done in your life and what you may have in your mind that uh, you may have plenty more coming. The best ever. I don't, don't uh, whoever, excuse me, the guy who's uh, twisting your, there we go. Okay. (laughs) The best ever would be really hard to think about. Just think about all the meals you've ever eaten in your life. I just, I don't, I don't even know where to begin on that. Although there are some that are particularly good, but but not necessarily for the food, for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Your dinner, wait, let's see, this is your, I would say food to, or words to drink by, or words to eat by, or any of the things that you have in your almanac, but it doesn't really have anything uh, as a title. So I'll just go to your words to drink by. This is from Winston Churchill, so you know it's going to be good. My rule of life prescribed as an absolutely sacred right, smoking cigars and also the drinking of alcohol before, after, and if need be, during all meals and in the intervals between them. I wonder why he would need to be drinking between meals. I wonder, I love that one... Uh, that one... Um, quote that he has where the woman came up to him and complained and said if you were my husband I'd give you poison (laughs) 
to drink. And he uh, said, uh-huh. if you were my wife, I'd drink it. Mm-hmm. Five five six nine six nine six. He does have some great quotes. That was not one of them. Your words to eat by today, though, are from none other than James Beard, Tom. The club sandwich is one of the great sandwiches of all time and has swept its way around the world after an American beginning. I don't know if I've ever seen one anywhere else. Nowadays, the sandwich is bastardized because it is usually made as a three-decker, which is not authentic. Whoever started that horror should be forced to eat three-deckers three times a day the rest of his life. You know what? I don't think a club sandwich would be as good or as impressive if it wasn't three slices of toast. If it Mm -hmm. wasn't a double-decker, it would not be as impressive. I think what makes it special is that it's that it's it's big and tall. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the if the club sandwich was modeled after tea sandwiches. When we went to English Tea Room yesterday, we did not have a tea. We did not get an official tea which you can get there, but we got our own thing. Tom got a salad and um, I think it and had the sea too, salad. and the salads. And I got uh, it's a bit much, a really. Tea. It was a bit much. A little teapot with some scones, but there were people who were getting tea, you know, like a, an official tea service. And uh, I wonder if that club sandwich sort of developed as a hybrid of the kinds of sandwiches that are served on, you know, that kind of environment that's the tea situation on this day in 1873 dr john beers oh that's gross tom never mind huh? <laughs> it was about crowns on your teeth <laughs> do i want to know never mind okay no, let's I get just, it sometimes off. i just start going through this and i start reading it and then halfway through i go oh no i don't want to say that i definitely don't want to say that Tom, Thank it's goodness. kind of a it, it's a little bit uh, a little bit kind of pale in your almanac today. A patent was issued today in 1879 for Anthony Isk, who invented a meat slicing machine. Just in time to make the first club sandwiches. It was entirely manual, and it looked something like a French mandolin. You think that it probably sliced a few fingers in its time? Oh, that's gross i'm surprised and very proud of myself that i did not do that with the mandolin when i made the french fries last week why remember when andrea gave us the the meat slicing machine Mm-hmm. yeah i, I remember I, it what, well whatever happened to that because it was really nice i don't How know did we lose that Tom? he's he's still asking me for it oh really yeah it's uh it just did he lend it to you he lent it no it, uh, i thought he gave it to you oh we, maybe he did i don't know but uh wouldn't one of those things that you see in a deli be so handy? Hmm? A meat slicer, like a really nice custom meat slicer. I'm surprised Don yeah. Clement doesn't have one of those. He probably does. But when I when I go to a deli and I see someone slicing on the meat slicer, I think, boy, that's really handy to have. Although we never eat here or cook here. Uh, for somebody who does do a lot of that, like like in my family of origin... We ate a lot of sandwiches, and my dad had this thing where he would buy he would buy a whole ham, 
with the bone in. This is what big families do to conserve resources. So my dad would buy a ham and it would have, it would have a bone in it. And he had this like, <laughs> this is kind of gross too. He had this ham stand. It was a ham stand. And he would put the ham in there and then he would take his knife, usually a an electric knife, which I never could see much point to, except if you're slicing finger sandwiches because they some, do make a difference there. Some people who like very, very thin, uh -huh. uh, yeah. uh, it, uh, it, they keep doing it until it keeps on coming. Uh, but uh, you don't see that around New Orleans and in the real uh delis around town and most of America these days they're going for much much fatter uh, uh, than I was think so. you think well so? uh, yeah I, I I got a really bad or good egg depending on how you look at it really uh, yeah I thought it was uh, not huh. uh, it uh, it was it, it was chewy you would just sit there and chew well, it. yeah that's why I don't I think that that any meat on sandwiches ought to be sort of paper thin <clears throat> that's what I like about finger sandwiches it's like it's like yeah. this very thin ball of meat, which is not gross in any way because it can't be because it's um, it's it's so thin. So no matter how it's stacked, it still works. So anyway, my dad would take this electric knife and he would slice off the ham for ham sandwiches. He would do that if he roasted his own beef. We, my dad used to make a really good roast beef, poor boy. Remember that, Tom? Oh, yeah. He had, he had a thing about roast beef poor boys, and he would get whole loaves of bread, and he would roast his own beef, and then he would slice little thin slices, and it would just, they were really good when he did that. But the funny thing about all of those sandwiches and those sandwicheers was that they were all pretty much uh, the same. Uh, I found that to be true. It seems not about right, but really it's, it, it uh, was very... Much one to one to one yeah. to one, and um, it, it didn't imagine it or anything. But there you were. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So uh, we had we had the um, the ham, and then my dad would sometimes use that uh, knife for roast beef. But after he got to a certain point with the ham, when there'd be no ham left, that bone would then become the basis for white beans or sometimes string beans or anything like that in that giant pot that, that we had for stuff like that. But when he Probably was slicing not, huh? the ham, he would like he would <laughs> he would like hold the bone like it was a handle, which I, I am picturing now as kind of gross, but seemed perfectly normal back then. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, as usual, we are doing not much of anything but blathering on about yeah, food. We will. It doesn't have to, you know. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be um, yeah. of great consequence. We just All, like to talk about food. Yeah. All right. Saint Charles Borromeo is celebrated on this day. He is or was born into the Italian nobility in the 1500s. He became one of the most active saints and active members of the royal of the Roman 
clergy. I guess you're not active if you're a saint because you're dead, but he became one of the most active members of the Roman clergy. I'm dead? He is the patron saint of apple orchards. I didn't know apple orchards had a patron saint. Me neither. Yeah. No, Tom, you're not dead. I mean, Good. I mean, so- Sometimes I'm I wonder. Great need of that. I mean, sometimes I wonder, but no, not at this particular moment. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. The old kitchen sage says to cook a lot of bacon at one time. Lay out the strips on a baking pan, the kind with at least a shallow rim, hmm. and hmm. put it in the center of a four hundred degree oven until brown. You won't need to turn it. You know what? I think that's not true. No. Because that's how I cook bacon. I don't like to cook bacon on the stovetop. So I put it in the broiler. But I always wind up turning it because I think it doesn't really cook evenly that way. 5569696 is the number. We're here to talk to you. Give us a call. We'll be right back after these messages. Or we're getting to the end of this. And Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Have you ever eaten something? new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all all over town. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Ah, uh, yes. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Six, if you nine, want to talk to us, six, we want to talk to you. Tom, why don't you get over, over there and sit at the oh, mic? And yeah, that's a good idea. Course. That's a brilliant idea, isn't it? Yes. Uh, did anybody go to the um, steak night at Jack Mel Inn last night? This is something on Tuesdays that I saw in our newsletter yesterday, which is something that I want to try. We were talking but, about it. Yeah, it's like a great deal, I'm sure, because did you go? that is a fantastic restaurant. No, but it's every Tuesday. It's a $20, $20 steak dinner. No kidding. What is it about? steaks i guess they're delicious it has magic is that it i think so is that it because everybody has a steak night Mm -hmm. everyone has a steak night or they have some steak special and i remember the first time like way back in the day the first time i'm and probably it goes back further than what i know but 
I remember when Crazy Johnny's and their $5 steak baked potato and salad was just like the biggest phenom in town. What year was that, Tom? It was early 90s, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, I hadn't been around uh, very long, and I know we had kids at that time, so I think it oh, must have when? been in the early 90s. Because, 1998. Because Something. I don't, I don't I don't think it was Thereabouts. that late. I think it was probably a little bit earlier than that. Does anybody remember when Crazy Johnny's uh, had their raging phenom of the $5 steak, baked potato, and salad? I know we had an eat club there one time. Was it just once where we had an eat club at Crazy Johnny's or we I, more it, than one? I just remember more things going on around late, late 80, 80, I think, 80s. No, because I didn't get into your world until 88 and I know well, that it was several what years. I, said, much. I know that it was several years before we went to Crazy Johnny's. So, I think the show was pretty, pretty entrenched by the time. Well, you know, you know why we even went there because no, tell me. I mean, the show started in '88, and then the reason we went to Crazy Johnny's in the first place was that people were calling you, and it just sort of. What the wonderful thing about the food show is, it, it sort of. Um, well, I mean, it's a food community, so if somebody finds something great, they call you about it, ask you if you've heard about it, then other people hear about it on the show, and then they go do it, and then they call, and it's just like a big, a big, uh, re, a big cyclical kind of thing. So Crazy Johnny's was definitely a phenom in the... Oh, there's no doubt yeah, about that. That was a 90s. promotion yeah. uh, more than anything. Yeah. And, but uh, then there's a lot of people who You put that kind of money... That. A lot of people have done that. Oh yeah, it's not, not a bad idea, Johnny. I mean, crazy Johnny's wasn't all that crazy. You, <laughs> it was better than most people knew. It was good. I mean, it, it, it was prime beef. I mean, if you think about among it, other things, if you think about it, if you go buy a steak at the store, you know it's probably going to be what twelve, thirteen dollars or something. And at that time, it was a lot cheaper. That was a long time ago. So. You could get people in, and and they would have some drinks, and it, you know, it was a it was a pretty good deal, and uh, I mean, it was it was a great deal for the patron. I wonder how much of a good deal it was for Johnny, but it obviously must have been because it lasted Johnny for a long time. Johnny was a time. girl. I know, I know. It lasted for a long time, but uh, it has been crazy. Johnny's itself is gone now, but it it has been succeeded at least the promotion has been succeeded by a number of restaurants, all of whom have a steak night. I, I know there's one at Vera's that we pass on the, on the blackboard. Mimi's has a really good steak night. Mimi's has, a, I think it's like mm -hmm. a bottle of wine. That's it's so good. two steaks. You get a choose of, choice of one or two cuts of the steak and i think it's like 50 dollars or something i mean that's a i think it's it's thursday night there it's yeah it's a sunday believe it or not no uh, it's not it's okay it's I, thursday night i'll there. take your word for it and and now that paul has one at jack mill we're gonna have to go over there and, and check that out because i mean i'm not a huge steak eater but i do like steaks and if it's a place where you really know you're gonna get a great one it, and it's a good good deal that's definitely one that Bears investigation, I would say. It bears investigation. Tom, in your archives from the newsletter yesterday, you uh, talk about foie gras. Mm -hmm. 
Remember when you were on your foie gras kick? Do you still like it as much as you used to? Foie gras? Mm-hmm. Foie gras. Oh, I think foie gras is fantastic in the right circumstances and the people with and the chefs that know what they're doing. Because you can take a real expensive item and have it eat it all for itself, and that's it before anybody gets a taste. There are people who have special presentations of foie gras, too. Like, I think that Dakota has its, like, foie gras special changes every day. It's not on the menu, but it's, it's, it's their foie gras of the day. It's like a, yeah, that's what it is. It's a foie gras presentation of the day. I don't know how much they sell of it. They must be selling enough for it to be still on the menu. Not on the menu, but, you know, still to be done, but not my thing. You have a recipe in your, in the newsletter today from your vintage pieces for foie gras stuffed flounder. That doesn't seem appealing at all. What was the foie gras? What was the foie gras stuffed flounder? Mm-hmm. Oh, beef and uh, and fish. fish. It's not, I mean, it's, it's liver. Not, it's liver and fish. Yeah, this is not the two two versions of the same thing. I, it, I, it sounds. That just doesn't get it. But yeah, you never know. You yeah, just I wonder never. was that like a thing back then? I mean, these vintage and, pieces uh, go back to I know somebody the seventies or the eighties. I know somebody we can get Is in that? and bring it up to discover. Who's that? Well, you'll just hang on a second. Uh, who has an appurgative that at the final uh, part of the party of the day, it is smashed over with some actual fish, I forgot what it was, and foie gras. And uh, also... Uh, uh, barbecue shrimp, and a few other things. And her name, I know her well. Yeah. Very. <laughs> Tom, do you know who Ann Walter is? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah Ann, Ann Waits is? Wait, who? Yeah, apparently back in, uh, in your vintage world, um, you have... The recipe for the foie gras, but there's this guy in New York. Uh, he was a stockbroker named Frank Henkel, and he liked corned beef and sausage so much that he started making his own mustard to go with it. And then he um, he bottles his own mustard and sends it to different people. So apparently for a time here, this was available in New Orleans because... It was someone named Annie, or yeah, Annie Waits, who brought it down here. Does any of this ring a bell to you? No. There was a whole. Sorry. There was a whole line of it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh huh. And then you don't get it at all. Nothing. Hmm. Yeah. It's it was a special kind of mustard. I wonder if it's still being marketed. I wonder what it's called because I don't think you have the, the name. Main here. elements in it were there were two of them. What's that? I was one of them. It's called, wait, no, it is, it's, um, it's called Henkels, H-E-N-K-E-L-S. Has I've anybody heard the seen name, this anywhere? I wonder if it's still being marketed or if it was just a little brief fad at that point in time. But um, apparently at that time, it was in a, a, a plethora of stores here. They had Martin Wine Cellar. 
was at the Uptown Square Winery, which is long gone. Actually, all mm-hmm. these places are long gone. I don't even know half of them, except for Puglia's. Do you remember Puglia's? I sure on, do. They were. It was right by WWL, wasn't it? Uh, well, they were right next to it. Yeah. The yeah. WWL. Uh, I remember. But it, the store itself was on the corner of Ursuline and Broad. Uh, no, not Broad. Um, uh, right on the corner there, anyway, and it's uh, that's where my mother and my grandmother did all their shopping. That they circle had. place was it the circle? No, place? no, that's no? a big, big place. This uh-huh. is a little. Has farm. anybody been to that? By the way, the new circle grocery Ooh, yeah, store. P-U-G-L-I-A. Yeah, um, they had. I don't know if it's the same people. I remember actually going to that store when I worked at WWL way back in the early eighties. So anyway, it was like a little uh, old supermarket. This was a little supermarket, and uh, on no kind of cade that some of the other restaurants we have spoken about. Well, it was tonight. like a little. It would be like it would be like a Kenseco's now. It's a little small supermarket, family owned. I wonder if it's the same people who have the sporting goods store on Veterans. I think Could it be. is actually. They did. As think, a matter of fact, now that is. you've mentioned mm-hmm. it, they did have such a thing. Yeah, I think yeah. one of the. One of the kids went into the sporting uh, yeah. fishing business and uh, moved the Puglia name to Veterans at the the fishing yeah. outfitter store. Time goes by. It does go by, and boy, does it go by quickly. I can't believe how quickly it goes by. It seems like just yesterday I was working at WWL and would go to that supermarket, not supermarket, that little store, and I don't know when it closed. Does anyone have any idea when it closed? Which one? Puglia's. Puglia's. Yeah. Uh, the first one was, I'm going to say, in mid-80s. And then it replaced it because uh, they opened up another one in Metairie. And, in fact, they made a factoring of, uh, Yeah, operation. I was just talking about that. I was just talking about and what it, they did. They moved it right there by Bonneville, right? Pretty close yeah, to Yeah, it's that. right by Bonneville. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are talking about food in the most, I don't know, winding brick road kind of sense. We just go all over the place. You know, this conversation we've having yes. is one that would easily have gone on the air with the Puglia uh, people and uh, all the other ones. And... Uh, and it's just level things. We just loved all of those restaurants, all the things that they've produced. But it's another and time. It's a what? It's another era. I know, time but I didn't want to move out of the big, oh. big thing. You mean in Ursuline, you mean? In all of it. You mean from Ursuline? Or are you talking about WWL? Huh? Oh, we <laughs> I think we're going to let this go, folks. I think we're just going to move on, and Tom and I will take this conversation off the air. We have, in about five minutes or so, we have Stan Meadows calling in. Okay. He is in his... He is in Las Vegas in his nice motor home in his luxury resort. Wow. For campers and such with his dog, LW, and they have been traversing this beautiful country of ours for, gosh, since since COVID. So we're talking seven, eight months now, maybe more like, let's see, yeah, like seven, eight months now. And uh, he has been calling us every Wednesday and telling us what he's found on the road. He's found some very interesting things. 
And now he is not so much talking about particular foods that he found, at least not this week. Uh, he has been researching gangster hangouts. He's having a lot of cool experiences and we are very happy to hear about them. So he will be calling in at three o'clock and I uh, hope you will stay with us and get the report from Stan Meadows. And I'm sure if you are going to Vegas and want to ask him some questions, he would be happy to take those questions from you. Five five six nine six nine six. It is three o'clock. It's WGSO New Orleans. We'll be back after the top of the hour news from Louisiana Radio. Hey, this is Adam Schubert. Join me on the bench Sunday nights at 7 p.m. here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. ...in several Wisconsin counties, which raise serious doubts about the validity of the results. Currently, Joe Biden is leading in Michigan by about 20,000 votes. North Carolina, another state that has not been officially called for President Trump. He does have a slim lead in the state. North Carolina Republican Party Chairman Michael Wortley expresses optimism regarding that presidential race. We are here today to celebrate an absolutely fantastic election day. Uh, as we said yesterday and last night, it was a great day to be a Republican here in North Carolina. The Georgia Secretary of State saying there are about a quarter of a million ballots left to be counted in his state. Brad Reffensberger telling voters that every vote legally cast will be counted. You're listening to USA Radio News. When you have a pain in the neck, Ugh. a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four and a half to five star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our made in the USA microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part? Sunny Bay quality products started under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. There will be no update on election numbers in Nevada today. State officials saying they will provide their next update on Thursday. Former Vice President Joe Biden currently has a slim lead of about 8,000 votes in the state. As far as what's the holdup, Darren Shaw with the Fox News Decision Desk reminds everyone. Nevada tends to be very good at vote counting, but because they have this mail-in system um, and they're receiving ballots on election day, they're not processing them until today. And to process them properly, this is according to Secretary of State, they're going to need to, to do signature checks uh, to make sure that the person didn't also vote in, in person, right? So no mm -hmm. double voting. Incumbent Senator from Maine Susan Collins also saying her opponent, Sarah Gideon, the Democrat, called to concede in the Maine Senate race. Democrats hoping to pick up Senate seats in Maine, Colorado, Texas, South Carolina, and Kentucky, only picking up the seat in Colorado where the former Democratic governor beat Cory Gardner. You're listening to USA Radio News. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. 
One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. Voters in the Bayou State overwhelmingly say abortion is not a right in their state. By 62%, Louisiana voters approved a constitutional amendment that clarified the document does not grant the right to an abortion in the state. Amendment 1 was touted as a way to ensure residents would clearly be on record opposing the procedure in the event the Supreme Court was to overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade decision. And the wording made explicitly clear that Louisiana opposes public funding for abortion as well. From the Texas USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Val Dior. Pollster Frank Lund says a lot of reflecting needs to be done after this year's. It's clear sky tonight. We're headed back to a beautiful afternoon tomorrow. Then partly sunny, still nice, and a few degrees warmer, more humid, but not by much, Thursday and Friday. Overnight lows with a clear sky will drop to 40s and 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, sunshine with the high going to the lower to mid-70s. Partly sunny Thursday, Friday, each day's highs into the mid-70s. Hurricane Ada roars inland across Nicaragua, expecting to exit Central America and get back in the Caribbean over the next couple of days. We'll watch it. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Think about everything that you save. You save gas, you save money, you save time. But have you ever thought about saving life? That's right, life. In just one hour, you could save up to three lives, giving three people more time with the ones they love. And isn't that the best thing to say? This is Tom Fitzmorris, and we enter the second course of uh, No It Is End. This is the third course of the food show. Second hour. Second hour will do, you say? Okay. And here we are again, and uh, mm-hmm. we have uh, crawled to an interesting spot in the history of the food you, show. That makes you sound a little embarrassed. We've crawled. Yeah. Are we crawling? Is the show stand? Does the show sound like it's crawling? Should I stand up for that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Stan Meadows is with us. Hi, Stan. Hey, Marianne. Stan, Tom, how you doing? Hey, do we sound like we're crawling? I hope not. No. No. Oh, no, good. you guys have already crawled. You've been walking for many years now. <laughs> How are you? How are things out in Vegas? How's the weather? I'm great. The weather's beautiful. It was about 55 degrees this morning when I woke up, and I think the high's going to be in the 80s today. And then oh, this weekend nice. it's going to be a little colder. So it's beautiful weather. Loving it. Are you are you shipping in people from uh, New Orleans this weekend? No, nope, nobody's coming in. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here going to check out a few things. I started my. Uh, researching my gangster restaurant yeah uh, we're ready project. for the report so, yeah that's gonna that's gonna be a, a good time they had a new casino open up out here circa uh, on frenchman street which is the old strip um a billion dollars is what they put in it uh, so wait they're 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 putting a billion dollar casino in the old part of town Yes, it opened up right across from the oh, Plaza no. Hotel. Oh, no. Because then they're going to change the old part of town into the new part of town. Now they built it like the, like an old-fashioned casino. They did a You're really kidding. nice job with it. It's, it's got a lot of uh, 
old Rat Pack memorabilia and things. In oh, the really? The three dollar ninety nine cent shrimp cocktail. <laughs> Uh, so they're they're bringing it back. They put a food truck out in front of it, barbecue permanent food truck, which mm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they built a swimming pool for four four thousand people. What? One hundred and forty three foot TV screen, and they sell <laughs> lobster corn dogs for one hundred and twenty five dollars a piece. Uh, oh gosh. Only in Vegas. Only in Vegas. So you got invited. I you, I think you said you got invited to the opening of this. So how'd you swing that? Uh, I ran into some people out on Fremont Street, and we got talking. And they were investors in the casino company and invited me to go to it. So that was last <laughs> Wednesday evening, the first day they had opened. And uh-huh. I got to sample, sample a few of the restaurants. They've got a great deli in there. Uh, from we were just talking about a club sandwich today and meat slicers. Oh yeah, they, they had uh, one of the best Rubens, probably the best Reuben, old school Reuben I've ever had with Russian dressing. You know, mm. instead of Thousand Island dressing, homemade sauerkraut. Ooh. So that also put me on task to find the best Reuben sandwich in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Because it's very popular here, so I'll be checking out a few of those. This one's going to be hard to beat, though. Mm. So be hard to beat. You're you're you've concluded your search for the best shrimp cocktail. That award has been dispatched, and it's over, right? It is over. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it belongs and to so, the Longhorn Saloon. Longhorn Saloon, and that's downtown in the old part, right? Right off of Boulder Boulevard, yeah. Okay. So now your new search is going to be the best Reuben. Now, you went. You also did the best red velvet cake. Did we talk about this, about the red yeah, velvet? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. No, you, we, we talked about the origin of the shrimp cocktail. Did we finish that conversation? Because um, <clears throat> the Waldorf Astoria does claim... Wait, is it the Waldorf Astoria with the red velvet or the shrimp cocktail? Because I'm, I'm trying to remember. This was a while back. That would be the red velvet. Okay. So the Waldorf Astoria does claim that uh, they, they, had a, they made a big deal out of it. And it was not necessarily, they, nobody really knows where it came from. But it was a big, it was like... The red velvet cake at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City was kind of like our mile high pie at the Pontchartrain. So it's like a signature of theirs. But they did not invent it. It was very popular like 100 years ago. Okay? That's what I found out. Yeah, and and there's no telling who invented it, who claimed it. you know, right. I, I did. I did find the best red velvet cake in Las Vegas was at Freed's Bakery, which is a small small bakery off the Strip. Uh, and I have to give honorable mention to Baby Stack Pancakes. They've got the best red velvet pancakes with cream cheese right. icing. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, those two, those two are down. I'll put them in a book one day, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know now I'm on to the best Reuben, and that's probably going to take us take a few weeks to, to tackle. I know you're very thorough with your research. So have you started your gangster your gangster research? 
I have. I have. I, I went to the Mob Museum. That's where I started to research. That's downtown in an old mm-hmm. bank building, which was very interesting. And then that led me to Capo's Restaurant and Speakeasy. It's a, I'm going there this weekend. Uh, it sounds downtown a, too, huh? Yeah, and it was, it was open in 1964. Uh, and okay. all the big guys used to go there. The Rat Pack, the Rat Pack guys, Marilyn Monroe, Angie Dickinson. Uh, you know, you have to have a password to get in the place. Oh uh, wow! And it's yeah. still going. It's still going, and they're having live piano music nightly. Uh, mm. They they show gangster movies on the TV. A lot of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, and we'll find out. I don't know if it turned more commercialized than it was, but. You know, one of their favorite appetizers is mushroom caps filled with all kinds of stuff, Italian stuff and bread comes and baked, but they call it Busta Cap. Uh, it sounds like the kind of place that Frank Sinatra would have hung out. And he did was he part of the, there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, and, wait, was he part of the he, he was one of the Rat Packers, wasn't he? Yeah, him and Tom. Sammy Davis and Dean Martin and Joey Bishop until Sinatra got mad at oh, Joey Bishop. <clears throat> That was an era of music that will never be cheered again. again. Tom, have you ever heard of this place that he's talking about? It was in 1964, no. and the Rat Pack used to hang out there. Oh, the, the Rat name Pack. Of it again? Oh no, that was that was historic. Yeah, the, what's the name of the place again? Stan? The Rat Pack. That's yeah, really yeah. what they no, call no, it. No, not the Rat Pack, Tom. The place where Capo. they hung out. What, what's the name of it? Capo's Restaurant and Speakeasy. Capo's. Mm-hmm. Does that does that sound familiar, Tom? No, because you've been you've been sort of channeling the Rat Pack for a long time. So that would be a cool place to go just to kind of like, you know, walk in those footsteps. I would imagine that that was quite an era when the Rat Pack was hanging out in Las Vegas. I imagine it would take a lot of imagination to back at it. Uh, It's quite a time. Yeah. So what's Dan? Oh, I I can only imagine channeling it all, especially with Marilyn Monroe and Angie Dickinson hanging out with them. Uh, but that that was supposedly where Joey Bishop and Sinatra had their big big showdown yeah. and argument and yeah. never spoke again. Then Peter Lawford came came hanging around. So yeah, at, at least fifteen people who uh, were up there on the stage and singing and. Uh, it was, but that was as good as it ever gets in that the annals of yeah uh, the era yeah, yeah. the annals of yeah. uh, singing. Um, so Peter Lawford, I remembered Peter Lawford <laughs> as being part of the Rat Pack. So um, I guess that was he came in and filled the hole that was left by Joey Bishop. I love watching uh, videos of those guys. They were definitely the the essence of cool. 1960s kinds of cool. All right, Stan, hang on. We're going to talk uh, when we come back about some other food discoveries that you might have made. But right now we have to take a break and we'll be right back with Stan Meadows. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. 
Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. You make me feel so young. Yes, it's good to feel young. All right, let's go back to Stan Meadows, who is calling us from Las Vegas. Stan, have you seen anything really, uh, you know, the, the slogan, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Have you seen anything wild and crazy? Uh, what you just said, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, there's so now, in other words, what? There's a lot of crazy stuff in Vegas, but we'll just leave it in Vegas. No, you really actually have seen, I mean, I thought you were just saying that just so that you, you know, it's like you put you on the spot. I mean, it's it's got its reputation, but uh, but you actually really, that is really true? Well, you know, you, you see a lot of, there's a lot of, homeless people in vegas and there's not a lot of tourists so it it's kind of like the you know when the place is full of tourists the hustlers have someone to hustle which is the visitors uh-huh. now they're <laughs> hustling themselves which is never a pretty thing there's nobody else to hustle so, well it's like when covid started in the warehouse district they were talking about the rats that were getting very aggressive because um because right. you know there wasn't anything to eat, you know there were restaurants were closed, so there wasn't anything to eat. So I guess, I guess it's another COVID development. What can you do? All right. So um, have you found any food at any restaurants in Las Vegas that you have explored, other than for your particular quests for a certain item, like a regular meal, any place that you've gone? You know, I, I haven't been out to eat in the last week or so uh, because I've been cooking. The weather broke, and I can finally cook outside. I, I built a little kitchen outside with a barbecue and a little stove. And so I actually uh, went, was looking for something different to cook. I hadn't cooked in a while, and I went on nomenu.com uh, and pulled a couple recipes that you guys have on there. Uh, and well, one thank that I you, cooked. Stan. And one that I cooked, and it was just awesome, was the baked black beans, black-eyed peas that, that you have on that. That's one of the best recipes for black-eyed peas uh, that I've ever tasted. And really? then I made And then I made that barbecue brisket that's on there. Mm, um, yeah, that's good. I was pretty true to the recipe. I had a little different method to cook it uh, with the aluminum foil, but... That brisket turned out so good the next day I made a vegetable brisket soup. Mm. Uh, Have you had that recipe? I think that recipe's on the website, too. Tom makes a fantastic vegetable soup. I got that recipe off that 
all these all these are off that website that brisket uh, yeah. and then I still had some of the brisket and vegetable soup left the next day uh, so I made it into a brisket pot pie and cooked Ooh. it after after three days being old and marinating you know with the vegetable soup it made such a great pot pie mm. uh, yeah, there's LW had a little bit of that pot pie you can hear in the <laughs> oh so wait you, you broke and LW's having a little people food now I'm glad you caved yeah, he had to have some of that pot pie. Cause, yeah, good, wasn't it, buddy? Uh, but yeah, it was some of the best there is. I'm gonna I'm gonna be cooking a few more recipes off that website. Oh, good. There are a good. lot of good recipes there. I have to say, I love pot pie. Did you do it with? Uh, did you uh, have a, a crust on top that's an actual pie crust, or did you do it with like biscuits or something? Oh no, I did it with pie crust, lard and lard and flour. Went the old school way. Okay. And put the put the crust on the bottom with the red beans. Cook the red beans with it, and then fill it up. Put a crust on top. And uh, okay. I I drew a tornado with a chopstick in the crust on top because uh, <laughs> it looked like it was it looked like a tornado. It's going to taste like a tornado. So, so Stan, you've been talking to people. The whole time you're there, I'm sure. So are there any hot new restaurants that somebody from New Orleans might want to check out if they're going out there? People are not going out there. I mean, is it you said there's not many tourists. Is that right? There's not many tourists. Uh, and there's not many new restaurants. A lot of the restaurants are still closed. You know, the, and a lot of the oh, restaurants, uh -huh. the nice restaurants, are in the casinos. And, you know, Caesar Fallows owns a bunch of casinos and they've only got about a third of them open. You know, they're opening them when availability comes in. The one that I could recommend would be Scarpetta. I thought yeah, it was a great Scarpetta. restaurant. Yeah, that's uh, good. So Las Vegas is almost like a western ghost town now, huh? Yes, yes. I think on the 7th they're going to start opening some some of the shows back up. Oh, really? The shows back up, yep. Well, that's good. Well, I wonder I if that's really going to bring people to town. I mean, what do you have to wear like a face mask on the street there? You have to wear a face mask everywhere. Really? Not, not when you're outside, just when you're inside. Oh, okay, okay. And in the casinos, especially. Uh huh. Uh -oh. Okay. oh man, interesting times. Uh, do you see yourself coming back here anytime soon, or you're just uh, you're just going to be gone indefinitely? No. No, I think I'm going to head back that way in the springtime. I've got a couple ideas that I want to do in in, in New Orleans. I, I don't want to talk about them right now, but there's a there's a, an institution in New Orleans that was there for years that went away, and I'm going to I want to recreate that. Ooh, I uh, love so it. So give me give me a few more weeks to work on that, and I might unveil it to you. Okay. I love it. So you are actually coming back to your old life at some point. I thought we had lost you forever, Stan. I thought you were just going to keep going and going and going. <clears throat> well, I'm still not done playing bingo on Wednesdays, and I might hit that, uh, <laughs> pro, uh, what do you call it, progressive bingo, where I get like $4 million, and I might not come back. But <laughs> is, this, uh, is this in a casino, or is this at the resort? Because, you know, a lot of stuff happens at those resorts because that's what, uh, and by resort, I mean the trailer park. I'm sorry, that, that's not the right word for it, right? What is it? 
Yeah, the, the trailer park's right next to Sandstown uh, Casino, the, mm-hmm. the, re, the resort, motorhome resort. But you, you pe- people who stay in these places for a long time, they become like neighbors, right? You start, like, like they socialize with each other, don't they? Uh, they do to a certain extent. A lot of people these days just like staying with themselves. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, I've met met a few people out here that I'd like to hang out with again. I've met a, more people that I really don't want to hang out with. So. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. I'm absolutely sure that's true. All right, so you're heading back here in the motorhome, and you're going to do some projects on your own, it sounds like. Yes, yes. Okay, that's yes. good. I'm, I'm anxious to hear about those. Uh, I got a good report on Stinky's Fish Camp the other day. We had one of our regular listeners who is a regular on 30A was talking about having gone to Stinky's because he goes to the beach all the time and um, how wonderful it was and how packed it was, he said. So Stinky's must be doing very well. Stinky's has always done a great business. It's, it's got a great reputation. I was walking down downtown uh, actually, it was a mob museum, and someone commented on my stinky shirt that they had been there before, and it was one of their favorite restaurants. Uh, <laughs> Stinky's, I guess, is in its 12th year, so it's and it's always been busy. It's always a great restaurant. How long has it been around? Uh, going on, I guess, 13 years now. Oh, 07. Wow. Wow. April of 07, so 13 years. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. And 30A is, is doing great. Our other... Former partner, Chef Brandon Jenke, he was at Trinos for a while. He's opening a restaurant, a Mississippi-type restaurant in uh, Santa Rosa Beach called Down Island. It's supposed to open in April. So that area is growing pretty big. I'll tell you right another now. area that, that I wish people who are overflow restaurateurs in New Orleans would consider is Bay St. Louis. It's really growing. And uh, they could use some more nice restaurants there. They have a lot of, you know, blind tiger kind of places on the beach, but um, but there's not a lot of great food there. Right, and they could be. Yeah, they definitely could could spread out the wealth a little bit. I would say. All right, Stan, we're gonna let you go. I am um, still contemplating doing your pinto beans. They have not been done yet, I, but they're, since they're dried, I guess it's okay. But um, uh, I'm, I'm moving toward doing that now that the weather's getting a little bit cooler. I'm thinking about doing some sort of castellet kind of thing. Do you think that would oh, work that with would pinto be beans? Would it work with pinto beans? Yes, they would work great with pinto beans. Okay. All right. Do you still have any of your pinto beans that you kept for yourself? No, I've cooked them all, but you I need to find some more. I got the yeah. name of the co-op itself, and I bet they'd ship me some. Oh, oh, good. All right, well, all right, we will talk to you next Wednesday. I want to, you have not gone to this Angie Dickinson and Rat Pack place yet, correct? No, this this weekend. Okay, so this weekend you're going to be doing it. By yourself with no friends imported from New Orleans. Okay. And there are other places that, is this like the only place or are there are several places where this kind of gangster um cool there's, was there's in a few. there's one named oscars it's mm-hmm. in the uh plaza hotel downtown it's 
Oscar Goodman, who was a mob attorney, and he was the mayor of New Orleans, of, of not New Orleans, <laughs> Las, Vegas, Las Vegas, for 13 years. Um, and his wife is the mayor of Las Vegas right now. Mm. I'm a little leery to talk about live gangsters. I'd rather talk about dead ones. Yeah, agreed. They can't agreed. come and shoot me, shoot up the yeah. motorhome. Agreed. So. Well, you got LW to protect you, but now that he's eating people food... He might be a little too full to get up and yeah. and protect you. He's not yeah. going to protect me against a gangster. So, <laughs> all right. I'm in charge of that. Stan, when do you head to Las Vegas? Oh, not Vegas. You know uh, when do you head to um, the Grand Canyon? Probably, I'm probably going to stay here through the holidays and then head that way and stay around Arizona, the Grand Canyon for the springtime, probably for a couple months. Okay, so once you leave, La- it's not going to be like a side trip from Las Vegas. When you leave Las Vegas, you're heading back that way. Yep. Okay. All right. I understand. Okay, Stan, uh, take care. Enjoy your uh, wonderful adventure, and we will hear from you next Wednesday. Look I forward can't to wait. it. I'll talk All right, to you guys care. later. All right. Thanks, Stan. Bye bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. That's Stan Meadows. He checks in with us every Wednesday from his wonderful trip uh, around to explore all the great things there are outside of New Orleans, where he has spent a considerable amount of time as one of the proprietors of Trinas, a restaurant that I forgot to ask him about, which is... um, Give me the name of it again. One of the restaurants in Limbo in New Orleans. T-R-E-N-A-S-S-E. Trenas. E-F-F-E? Trenas. And we um, we have been talking to him for, I don't know, probably the whole time that he's been on the road, which was pretty much since COVID began. So uh, we've enjoyed his reports all of that time. I'm very curious as to what institution... He's talking about, I hope it's Manuel's Hot Tamales, because um, there are a lot of people that would really love, you know, you say that, I say that, but I wonder, you know, I mean, it's like something was really, really hot, and then it goes away, and people remember it fondly, and then you bring it back, and maybe it's different, or they decide they didn't really like it so much. I wonder if you can ever really revive something like that. Yeah. I would think that that someone would have tried it already. I'm sure it's not manuals, but that's what came to mind when he said a New Orleans institution that he wants to revive. I am most curious, though. We'll have to ask him, uh, well, whenever he's ready to reveal it. All right, we are going to be talking about the usual nothing much, but something having to do with food when we come back at 3.30. We'd love to hear from you if you'd like to give us a call, 556-9696. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorington. 2.1 million Louisiana voters cast ballots in the 2020 presidential election. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin and staff are now prepping for the December 5th runoff for the 5th Congressional District, a constitutional amendment on the ballot, and several others. We have a public service commission race on the ballot, the East Baton Rouge Parish Mayor President's race on the ballot as well, uh, numerous judicial races, and some DA runoffs. Today is the last day to register to vote for the December 5th runoff. 55 of the state's 64 parishes approve the measure to legalize sports wagering. Ryan Burney of Louisiana Wind says the legislature will develop a framework for sports wagering in the 2021 session. He says it's likely the state casinos will have sports betting parlor 
$1,000, but it's also important to have the option to bet on your phone in parishes that approve the proposition. Mobile wagering, uh, which is happening in, in a lot of other parts of the country, um, is something that really needs to be addressed because you really can't capture the market. LRN. Okay, Louisiana, you all know the situation. Until there's a vaccine, there's a pandemic. Fortunately, there's an easy, confidential way to give each other a heads up on COVID-19 exposure so we can limit the spread and keep each other safe. If you've had close contact with someone who tests positive, the Department of Health will call and fill you in on testing and resources to stay healthy. Contact tracing. It's that simple. Answer the call. 877-766-2130. Pick up the phone. Slow down the spread. Louisiana is worth it. Louisiana outstanding licensed contractors that do great work. Regretfully, there are some unlicensed and unqualified scammers out there that can cost you a fortune and they never get the job done. Read your contract carefully, verify licensure, and check references. Cheap prices and promises that sound too good to be true are obvious warning signs of fraud. The Louisiana State Licensing Board of Contractors urges consumers to verify licensure before beginning a construction project. Visit lacontractor.org or download the free mobile app LA Contractor from the Android or Apple Store. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all of your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid. You'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is that you can join in the Funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge October 17th will be Johnny Sansone, Catahoulis on October 23rd, Sage Against the Machine on October 30th, and Kirk Joseph's Backyard Groove on November 6th. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact Contact AC Ambulance. I get misty just holding your hand. Oh boy, yes indeed. It is uh, the food show. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. That's what we do here for thirty. Coming up on thirty three years. That's a long time, and uh, <laughs> sometimes it feels even longer. But um, we we have been well I we not we I've only been doing it for two years but Tom has been doing this for 32 32 and a half years and uh there's been a lot of territory that's been covered in that time and it's mostly it's mostly restaurants but since I joined the show about two years ago it's mostly not restaurants it's mostly just general kind of food who do we have on the line Don, the gourmet neighbor. Hello, Don. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. You're all right. Good. You? <laughs> I'm grand. I'm just grand. Good. Working, working as usual. Working as usual. So we got. So we did get through the Halloween bash, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you were making fun of my meatballs that you saw. <laughs> I wasn't Those making fun were... of them. I was just marveling that you sous vide your meatballs. Hey, do you have a meat slicer? No. Like, where would I put like, that? Where would I put that? I don't I don't know, no. Don. You have every other gadget, it seems like. 
But I, but you know, they're all strategically placed where you cannot see them. They're never yeah. left on the counter, oh, and good. I have no room for anything else. No room for anything else. Okay. Well, I don't yeah, know that meat, you. Meat I mean, wouldn't help. If you were getting into like you've got your little goat girl, you know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a really fabulous. I wanted you to talk a little bit about her too. Um, sure. You've got this fabulous. Uh, hook up and, and that, sounds, that all sounds really bad the way I'm saying it for, yeah, don't say it like for that. you, you, you've got your source for the mm-hmm. most gorgeous charcuterie boards I've ever seen really. And you use these on a regular basis. And the one for Halloween was super cool. I think it had a, it had a Halloween theme, but how did you find her again? And what's her name? I actually found her on Instagram. So if you go to Instagram and just put in the search bar, the goat, uh, she'll appear and her name is Avery Roundtree. So just to verify that that's her. And basically I, we just, whenever I need something, we just talk to her through Instagram and I just direct message her, tell her what I need. And she asked for how many people do you want it themed? What was really cool. I just noticed today I went on there and she had something There was food all over this table, beautiful charcuteries and meats and just all over a table. And it was apparently for a wedding, a small wedding. And she Mm -hmm. called it a grazing table. And she said, if you need a grazing table, please let me know. So like, mm-hmm. I, so I guess it looked like a... How much is a grazing round. table? Oh, I have no idea because I've never ordered one. But I mean, it looked like... Mm-hmm. You've got to go look at it on Instagram. Go to the goat and the, the, the latest post is a grazing table. And it was okay. really cool uh-huh. because it looks like you wouldn't have had to do anything. They had sweet, uh-huh. they had savory, like everything was just done, beautifully done. The same presentation that you saw. And she does so this out of her house. Work. Yes. Now, look, there are a lot of people on Instagram who do this now, so it's not just her. So if you Google, you'll, you'll, you'll see a bunch of people that are actually doing this. It's turned into like a little... But, co- but you, a, haven't, you haven't decided to try anyone else. You are so satisfied with her. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no you, reason to try and uh, No, no okay. reason to go anywhere else. And, and, uh-huh. and if she has enough notice, she delivers. So I oh, mean, really? she just came. Yeah, she just came on. Matter of fact, I still have her board. Because she was going out of town, so she just drove up, handed it to me, and that was it. You know, you don't even exchange money. You just pay her through Venmo, and you just move on. So it's really, really cool. And as you saw, so what else did you serve? Well, I did the uh, I did the sous vide meatballs, which came out delicious. So cocktail meatballs, equal parts of beef, uh, Marsanti's Italian sausage, and veal. Eggs, mm-hmm. breadcrumbs, and a whole ton of garlic. Sous vide them, then air fried them. Um, you know, I ordered some things as filler because I do the jambalaya that you refuse to try that <laughs> everybody took home and wanted a recipe for. But I ordered fillers from somewhere that I've been ordering fillers from forever, and I was disappointed with every single thing I got. Well, what do you and mean I don't by fillers? Fillers, sandwiches, dips. Oh, that. Uh-huh. You know, you know, fill, fillers, things to round, things that I didn't necessarily feel like cooking yeah. to round everything out. Uh-huh. And I mean, I've been doing, I've been ordering for these people for 23 years, 24 uh-huh. years. Okay. And it was just the first really bad experience, and I was really, really surprised. I was, the finger sandwiches looked like I don't know who cut them. I mean, mm. they were all, mm. you know, 
different sizes and oh, no. they were hard they were hard it's like who did this you know, oh, no. well, so did you pick gonna, it up? Why didn't you say did. I need? Well, I guess because you were probably out of time and had to take them. But I, I would have been. Well, they didn't look like that when I. I mean, they were covered when I picked them up. They were oh, in a tray, I and I, I, you know, they looked. It's when you move the ones from the top and you got to the bottom. Uh huh. That's it. Looked like okay, somebody new was doing this, and you probably should have, you know, either eaten these yourselves or uh, I don't know. Yeah, right. Tell you to do with them, but. So I was disappointed in that. So I'll have to find a new source for um Uh-oh. for my for my. What fillers, other fillers are you talking about? Uh, they did some uh, little uh, crawfish, little like not quiches. Mm-hmm. They were in a little bitty like pie shell, and it was like crawfish stuffing. Mm-hmm. Those had a really odd taste. Oh no! Uh, we, oh no! Yeah, we did a we did a spinach dip that really. The minute I tasted that too, they was like, "What does that taste? It tastes like <gasps> vinegar. What is that? I don't even know what that is." Oh no! So it was like two hundred dollars worth of. Stuff. Oh yikes! Hmm. They, so then they did a pork. We did mini pork quesadillas with this chutney. Mm-hmm. So when they made the, the pork and cheese quesadillas, they put them on wax paper while they were hot. Then oh, put no. them in the fridge. So when I get home to put them in the oven. <laughs> All the wax paper is peeling off with the pork quesadilla. Oh, no. And I'm like, what genius did this? So did you I complain? Them, I mean, I think I would go back and yeah, say, I listen. Uh, I, sent an, I, I sent an email. Nobody answered. I, did, I didn't expect anybody to answer nor care. I, I don't know if you're, if you're getting the same feeling I'm getting from a lot of places. A lot of people just don't care, Maria. A lot of folks just don't. <laughs> well, I don't do quite as much entertaining as you do. When the kids were in school, we did do a lot of entertaining, but nobody ever comes here anymore. We're getting a bathroom redone right now, and uh, the guy asked a couple of questions, and I said, you know what? Never, no one's ever going to use that shower. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> Not why we live here. What? Oh, the, oh, they're asking where to put a shelf. Do you want a shelf? Those kind of questions. That kind of thing, yeah. And I said, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, no one's ever going to use this. You know, I mean, for later, I guess after we sell the house, somebody will use it. But, yeah, but you yeah. know, he said, well, what, you know, why are you doing it? And I said, well, because, because you know, the house needs to have that space as a bathroom. But, um, but no one's going to use it. So we don't really have it. We used to have a big Thanksgiving thing. You know, we, we're not doing that. So what, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Do you have a big thing? You know, we usually always uh, go to my mother's. And yeah, it's usually all uh-huh. of us. But I have a sister that has to have surgery December 9th. And I don't, I don't know what they're going to do because uh, mm-hmm. they're working out of the house. It's going to be a different Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. I don't know. Right, for sure. E- either yeah. way, I usually, you know, I usually bring you know, at least three of the most expensive things I get stuck bringing naturally (laughs) and make and making them. So, but it's, and what is that? Well, I always do the stuff Militon for sure. And I mean, by the time you buy the crawfish and the jumbo lump crab meat, you make 24 Militons, you're getting in pretty thick there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So let's just buy blue crab. Why do you need jumbo lump to put in a Militon? I can't Is that blasphemy? Oh, I can't believe she asked me that. Oh. <laughs> I can tell by the pregnant pause that, uh, pause that yeah. I had just uttered blasphemy. Yeah. Because when, because when you taste the two different things, and, and when you go to, you know, you fold that in at the very end. Everything's cooked at this point. Of course, the crab is cooked, so you don't have to worry about that. 
and the shrimp, you know, you've cooked the shrimp. So when you add that in there and you go to eat that stuff in the time, you've got that beautiful knuckle of jumbo white crab meat. That's a special thing. That is a special. And you can't get that from just blue crab. Well, you gotta have the, the I would have to say that I'm sure most restaurants, well, because probably because they can't charge what they would need for jumbo lunch. Right. So that's probably why mm-hmm. they do the blue crab. But blue crab is pretty good, right. too. It's okay. Anyway. It's 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 okay. So no, Don, you have a reputation to uphold, and you must do these things. I I have to do these things, or people would not come here anymore. Well, I don't believe that they would come for your charming personality. (laughs) But I'm Uh, sure that they do expect the food to be good. So they do, and we and we deliver. But yeah, I'll let you know if they. I'm not off air. I'll let you know if they respond to me. But yeah, nobody's responding to me about the horrible catering. So. Anyway, I have to find wow. a new source. You know, when, when I, last time I did the show, and I, I, I was going to reach out to them, but it was too late, Ramel's had called in. Ramel's Catering. His name is Ramel. He does, he, he's, he's a very large caterer. Called into here. this show? They called into this show? Yeah, yeah. He called in when I was on when I was hosting a couple of oh, weeks oh, okay. ago. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I don't, I don't recall that, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he called in and... You know, it was really interesting because he was talking about, you know, what's going on during COVID. And like he, he was trying to explain, unless I can get a large job or a lot of people want something, it just doesn't make sense for me to even make it. Because by the time yeah. he goes to the food costs and everything else, it's just, he said, you know, I'll work eight hours and I'm going to break even. You know, yeah. I was going to call him, but I said, uh, next time, next time. Because he did well, really good. Now he, you, he did a really now good you job. have the next time. Yeah, you can use them for this actual next time. If I I live to see you next time. (laughs) I think so, Donna. Thank you. I think you're safe. All right. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. 556-9696. You want to talk? We are just 15 minutes left to talk about food. That's what we're doing. It's what we've always done. It's what we'll always do. We'll be right back. Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner. Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother, Sarita's tamales, are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie. 464-0854. A French chef in New Orleans once said, ladies love chocolate and they do. The more premium, the better. Now New Orleans has a first-class chocolatier, Piety and Desire Chocolates. Handcrafted by owner Chris Nobles from only ethically traded cocoa beans, these bonbons are pure artistry. See his work at pietyanddesirechocolate.com or call 504-491-4333 to order for pickup 11 to 7, Tuesday through Saturday at the store, 2727 South Broad street piety and desire chocolate tony mandina's roots go back to salaparuta sicily his father left in 1924 but those connections are still powerful the restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at villa mandina in the ancestral home tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 
with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. I'm not going to ask Tom to dance because I I actually never have. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. We have been talking about uh, nothing really much of anything Um which is not really all that unusual for us, but um, but we press on. We press on. Today is also supposed to be National Candy Day, and we talked a lot about candy, uh, what, three or four days ago? I'm trying to think if there's any candy that isn't necessarily used for Halloween that's spectacularly good. I bought some, um, it was really sad because I usually get day after holiday candy. I've done that for years and I was trying to do this with my, um, for my grandkids and I was only able to get, because everything was sold out, I was only able to get a bag of those little candy Pops, I think they're called Dum Dums, and one bag of Hershey's uh, miniatures, which, if I had to say, I never eat regular like milk chocolate anymore, but I do really like Mr. Goodbar and a couple other things, the special dark in those bags. And I'm still looking at it right here on the counter. I haven't mailed it out yet. And I'm hoping that it does make it to the boys because I've been really eyeing that, um, that bag of the miniatures. And I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not certain that it is going to make it. I'm, I'm not certain at all. I think it's entirely possible that it will wind up um, here, you know, in my tummy. It's also Good Nutrition Month this month. I wonder how many people really, really pay attention to nutrition, even even now when more people are paying attention to nutrition. I am sort of a, an oxymoronic type person where I pay a lot of attention to nutrition, but then I also eat badly sometimes, but not all the time. Like Tom had his roast beef poor boy today and I had some, um, I think it was on the grill. So it would have been like smoked salmon, but it was cooked smoked salmon. It was not cold smoked salmon. And I had, um, I forgot to warm the broccoli, but I had spinach and sweet potato and I, I did mean to warm the broccoli, but I didn't. So that's the kind of thing that I, I like to eat. I mean, I, I won't say I, I like to. I, I wouldn't say I love to eat that. I would much rather be eating cheese fries with a cream sauce or, you know, spaghetti with a cream sauce and andouille. But I don't mind eating like that. And I, I, um, 
I get on phases where I'll eat like that and be able to keep going. And it's really hard to do that if you're, you know, eating for a living. But it's it's nice. You feel better. There's no two ways about it. I mean, I woke up this morning after I I went on that binge last night with the <laughs> sausage sandwich and the bag of Doritos, spicy nachos. Um, and I just, I didn't feel well. And I think you, if you pay attention to your body, you definitely can feel that kind of thing. And, uh, and I think it's a good thing to pay attention to nutrition. And I, I wonder how many people really do. I, I, think, I think not a lot of people. If you like escargot, there was a long ago dish at, the, um, at Tommy's. This was in the days of Tommy Andrade, the owner at that time of the restaurant bearing his name. And I've never seen this. This is not something that I would look for because I don't eat escargot. I know that doesn't surprise anyone. But there was um, a particular dish that Tom has written about in his almanac. And it's escargot, which usually you see in those little escargot dishes with the garlic, butter, and the herbs, which actually seems good. I mean, if I had to... If I had to dip some bread in there. I wouldn't mind that so much. I would prefer to do it for oysters, but I think that a lot of people really do like the garlicky butter from the escargot. But this was a different preparation of that, and this was escargot in a mushroom cap, which actually sounds pretty good. I'll just read what Tom has written here. Escargot have been steadily dropping in popularity for the past 10 or more years. And if you, and he said, if I were asked about this, I would point a finger to the small size of the serving, even with good sized snails in the six pockets of hot ceramic baking dishes made for this purpose. There's not much there. And then he goes on to talk about how Tommy Andrade upped the game on escargot <clears throat> by using, uh, a portobello mushroom as sort of a a dish and then putting the garlic butter and the uh, breadcrumbs on top of that and then you could order whatever amount that you wanted on the dish. I don't know if, if escargot and mushrooms is a natural combination, but it seems to me like mushrooms is pretty much a natural combination for everything. In the world of nutrition, speaking of nutrition, mushrooms are exceptionally good for you because they have a lot of zinc, which makes you look younger and keeps your immune system up and various other things that, you know, are just basically good for you. So I had these mushrooms. I try to always keep mushrooms here. And so I get my daughter to get mushrooms at Sam's where she gets this gigantic tub of mushrooms. And then if they, you know, it's only you, or in this case, Tom and I, you know, you're not going to eat all that many mushrooms. So um, she was going to go get some, but I didn't know that she had gotten some. So I went and got some, not at Sam's, but at another store, and it was a smaller version. So I was still trying to eat those before the giant tub of mushrooms came. So I 
wound up cutting them and then freezing them as raw mushrooms. And I hope that you can freeze mushrooms because I have a big giant pile of them. And I can't imagine that you wouldn't be able to because once you start cooking them anyway, the the water in them makes, you know, it, I mean, it, the, it comes out and then the mushrooms shrink. But, um, but I'll see because I haven't, I haven't done it yet and it's, I haven't even gotten through the first pile of them yet. I, I did the first, um, I usually will do them like in the morning with um, onion and red bell pepper to put into an omelet with spinach, but which is a very good nutritious thing. But um, I wound up, because there was just so many of them, putting them in the oven with some olive oil. And then I, uh, I have like a big pile of those from that preparation to use in omelets before I even get to the ones that are freezing right now. I really love mushrooms if you, <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Because if you put them in a cream sauce, they become extraordinarily good, which is pretty much true of everything that you put in a cream sauce. So uh, if worse comes to worse, when it's time to really get rid of the mushrooms, or I'll probably just take some out each time I need some, but um, I'm going to take some cream sauce. And, and when I say cream sauce, I mean just, I love to do this with mushrooms, just put butter in a pan and not a, especially a lot of butter and cut up some green onions and then make those kind of black, not really black, but definitely wilted and cooked and then put in the cream and just enough to maybe like make an eighth of an inch on the bottom of the pan, maybe a little bit more and then Parmesan cheese in there. And that's just a, a sort of a great all-purpose sort of cream sauce but if you put mushrooms in that or if you I would put the mushrooms in with the green onions before I put the cream in and that is just really great to toss pasta in or just about anything else I love mushrooms in cream sauce whether it's a a soup which is really good I'll have to do that in the next couple of days think about who has a really great mushroom soup because there are some extraordinarily good ones out there. And it's probably, you know, maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll make a cream of mushroom soup with those mushrooms. I have so many of them. But a good mushroom soup is really, really great. And I'm trying to think right now while I'm talking about it, who's got one? Because I've had some that just blew my mind. And they were here. So I'm trying to think where that would be tomorrow or if you want to call really quickly 556-9696 because we're running out of time if you know of a spectacularly good mushroom soup i don't really see them that often on menus which is kind of a pity because they're they're good i don't know why we don't see them more often and they're, they're not that easy i mean they're not that hard to make i mean i could make one myself but as a matter of fact i think that is the more i talk about mushrooms the more i think i'm going to make a good a good, thick, chunky, creamy mushroom soup as it gets colder and colder. It has a tremendous amount of appeal now, as I, now that I think about it. 
Okay, so we are at the end of the show now. It is time for me to tell you if you missed some of the show and would like to go back to the podcast and hear it, you can go to nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That is also where you'll find a lot of great recipes, like Stan was saying. If you haven't seen the website lately, you should go drop in, visit. It's also a place where you can sign up for the newsletter, which comes out twice a week. It's got the dining diary in it. It's got uh, Tom's vintage pieces and specials that are around town, like the steak special that I was talking about earlier from Jacques Mel Inn on Tuesdays. It's also got um, uh, things that are like places that are opening. It's got just some general content about things that Tom likes to write about. It's a, it's a good, worthwhile newsletter to get delivered to your inbox every day. I just remembered something that I forgot to do. I want to mention that Maple Street Cafe has a great Thanksgiving menu for $29.99 for adults and $16.59 for 12 and under. Go to Maple Street Cafe and look at their listing of things for Thanksgiving. It's a great little place to go. I highly recommend it. I meant to say that a while back in the show. Uh, we have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. Please follow us. We would love to have you look at our pretty pictures. Coming up next, Tim McNally is the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show. He will continue to talk more about food. And that's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. It's 4 o'clock, WGSO. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. And uh, adios. This is Alex Jones. Listen to me on WGSO 990 AM, the only locally owned independent news talk station in New Orleans. We believe we will be the winners. Joe Biden's comments on Wednesday with his vice presidential nominee, Senator Kamala Harris, by his side. The Trump campaign is filing lawsuits in Pennsylvania and Michigan, laying the groundwork for contesting the outcome in the undecided battleground states that could determine whether President Trump gets another four years in the White House. Suits in both states are demanding better access for campaign observers to locations where ballots are being processed and counted. The campaign also asking for a recount in Wisconsin, a state that has been called for the Biden campaign Wednesday. Voter turnout in Wisconsin this year was just over 89 percent compared to 2016 when it was just over 67 percent. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I'd have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50 and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Kentucky voters are sending Mitch McConnell back to the Senate. 
McConnell defeating his Democrat opponent, Amy McGrath, on Tuesday. McConnell discussing his win over McGrath. Statement by the people of Kentucky, I think that they like having uh, someone from our state be able to help set the national agenda and to look out for middle America and for, for Kentucky. Beyond my race, uh, as all of you know, we picked up 13 seats in the state house. And I think even more significant, given the challenges Republicans have had in recent years in the suburbs, won back two seats here in Jefferson County that were lost. Mike Bloomberg is seeing big losses after spending millions in a number of key states running up to Election Day. The former New York City mayor losing $100 million in investments in Florida, Ohio, and Texas in hopes of seeing Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden win over President Trump. You're listening to USA Radio News. Ralph Brennan's Ralph's at the Park continues to create memorable dishes from talented chef Chip Flanagan and an inspired owner. Every dinner is discounted, as are the wines from an award-winning list. Order before 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Pick up at the curb. Take home a classic New Orleans dining experience. Check out the website with current menu at ralphsonthepark.com, 504-488-1000. Ralph's on the Park, 900 City Park Avenue in Mid-City. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Dry tonight, followed by partly cloudy skies tomorrow, and we'll stay dry until we get probably to Saturday, where there's a chance some widely scattered showers by then. But the chilly air mass will continue to moderate, and those temperatures at night get a little milder, and also we'll get under slightly more humid conditions progressively over the next several days. Early morning tomorrow, upper 40s to the mid-50s. Tomorrow afternoon's highs in the mid-70s. Possibly the upper 70s under partly sunny skies. Ada is weakening across Central America. Expect it again. Go back out onto the Caribbean. Possibly re-intensify or reorganize as a subtropical or a tropical storm. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. You save gas. You save money. You save time. But have you ever thought about saving life? That's right, life. In just one hour, you could save up to three lives, giving three people more time with the ones they love. And isn't that the best thing to save? The need for blood is as universal as it is constant. Save life, give blood. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. Oh, are we exhausted yet? We haven't done anything. Are we exhausted yet? Oh, my God, I am. 
Uh, we are hopefully, hopefully winding this thing down. Uh, it, it seems like that we've been under an election season for most of my life, and I'm old, people. Oh, it's just, it's just, and we're not done yet. We've got a lot of runoffs here in Orleans Parish, uh, a couple in Jefferson, I believe, maybe one or two in St. Tammany, I'm not sure, but uh, golly, dealing with smaller races would be, it'd be like a vacation. Now, it's 72 degrees out there right now, 42% humidity. What a gorgeous day. Yeah, this is so pretty. Going to go down to the lower 60s tonight. So if you're going out, take a wrap uh, and uh, and just, you know, stay, stay warm. Not going to have much breeze. We're uh, under 12 mile an hour.